0: Hi, this is Brian Landau, and you're listening to The Drip, a podcast about how to caffeinate your campaigns. Today, I'm joined by Rebecca Binder. Rebecca is a senior managing director at RF Binder. In this episode, we talk about what it means to have an integrated communications plan, how agencies can best procure and roll out new technology, and where communications should live during a brand's lifecycle. Hi, Rebecca. Hey, Brian. Rebecca Bender is a senior managing director at RF Bender. Rebecca is responsible for the development and implementation of strategic initiatives for the firm. She oversees strategic planning, expansion of products and services to meet emerging client needs, new business development, talent and culture development, operational efficiency, and strategic communications consulting. Over the course of her career, she has worked with Fortune 500 companies, government agencies, international organizations, nonprofits, and startups. Most recently, Rebecca worked at InnoSight, a growth strategy consulting firm where she advised C-suite executives on developing long-term transformational growth strategies in the face of disruption. Rebecca has been recognized as a 2019 next-gen to watch by Family Business Magazine for her work at RF Binder. Rebecca received her MBA from Harvard Business School and her BA with honors in international relations from Brown University. Rebecca, thank you so much for being with me. Really appreciate it.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Brian. I really appreciate
0: it. Can you please share a little bit about the work that RF Bender does? Are there areas of focus and emphasis across your client list?
1: Absolutely, yeah. So, you know, we are a strategic communications and consulting firm. So what we really do at our core is we build, grow, protect, and transform brands and reputations. Our sweet spot is really helping companies in moments of change and transformation. So we have two main types of clients that we work with. So we have one type is an emerging organization that's growing really fast and people don't know who they are, but but they should, you know, uh, clients or customers should know who they are, but, but don't know who they are yet. And the second group is an established market leader who's going through, you know, some sort of shift, whether it's an acquisition, a business model transformation, maybe launching a new product, entering a new geography, going through some sort of change to ensure that they maintain that market leadership. And at finder really what, what makes us different from other communications firms is we always start with the business challenge and opportunity. And even beyond that, we really think about what are our clients' corporate strategies? What are their innovation strategies? What are their growth strategies? And how are we going to develop a communication strategy to ensure that they achieve those goals and that those two strategies are intricately linked? You know, we work across corporate, B2B, and B2C spaces. We do have some areas of focus around financial services, education, food, beverage, and nutrition, uh, but certainly work in other industries as well, energy, uh, biotech, uh, and and beyond. I'm
0: going to make you cringe here a little bit, but sometimes communications is viewed by a client partner as an afterthought. It's something that needs to happen down the value chain right? We, you hear that sometimes. What's the case for communications to live earlier on in the brand lifecycle? Is there a place for it in product development or R&D? What's your counsel to customers and prospects as you speak to them about how and where communications needs to live?
1: Totally. and It's a it's a great question. And it's funny you ask it actually, because the crux of that question is actually the reason I came to RF Bender. So my background, you know, is really, as you mentioned, is in strategy and innovation consulting. So I worked for over a decade helping large organizations think about where they want to go in the future and and, and how are they going to get there. So often in that role, you know, we would develop a, whatever it might be, whether it's a transformational strategy or a new business model they're going to pursue, do all this research and analysis to figure out the direction they want to go in. And we would do some work around sort of the path to get there as well. And so often on that roadmap page and in the deck that we might get presented to the CEO or the board on the bottom right-hand corner and a little bullet along the way, it says develop communication strategy. But no communicators, no marketers were, or very rarely, I should say, were communicators and marketers really part of that development of that strategy. And if you're not able to, as an organization, effectively communicate who you are, what you do, what makes you different to your different target audiences. And in a moment of transformation, the ability to do that is more important than ever. Then you can have the best strategy in the world and it literally doesn't matter. And so part of my decision to transition into RF Binder was really to make that connection of of my strategy and consulting background with this communications mindset and really have the two be intricately linked. And not only do I think is strategic communications critical for the execution implementation of corporate strategy and innovation and growth strategy, I actually think it's really important to have that communications mindset from the beginning, at the onset, when organizations are even thinking about where do they want to go? Who do they want to be? Because at the end of the day, if, if they're not, if they don't have that lens, that communication lens and having that consideration, in my opinion, it really could put into threat their ability to actually develop an effective strategy and ultimately execute it. So, you know, and, and, and to specifically get to a little bit your question around product development and R&D, you know, in my opinion, anything a company is doing that could impact their reputation, you should have a communications perspective as part of it. You know, there's a famous Warren Buffett quote that um, says, it takes 20 years to build a reputation and five minutes to ruin it. If you think about that, you'll do things differently. And I really do believe that and, and think many operational decisions, strategic decisions, you know, the communications function ideally would, would be more integrated and, and not be seen as an afterthought.
0: The terms integrated marketing and integrated campaigns get thrown around a lot, but I haven't heard a great definition for it. It Sounds like you're describing something of this, of having marketing communications live across the organization in all facets. A lot of your work is on the consumer side, but what's the right framing here for what an integrated communications approach looks like, an integrated marketing approach looks like? How How do you start with this?
1: Totally. Yeah. And we work, we work across consumer and and corporate side and integrated communications is really critical in both types of sectors. So when I think of integrated communications, it really all starts with the messaging, the positioning, the narrative and the platform, because at the end of the day, you need, an organization needs to ensure that their message is consistent. So whether they're talking to employees, whether they're talking to investors, whether they're talking to customers, whoever it is they're speaking to, the message of, of what that brand stands for, who, who they are, um, you know, what they do needs to be aligned and consistent. And so really developing that central core platform, and this is at the crux of the integration, by the way, of the, the corporate strategy and the communication strategy is really ensuring that positioning and messaging that an organization is using to talk about themselves is aligned with who they are, where they're going, what they do, what they stand for. And then once you've had that alignment on that that core platform, you then want to take that message and use all the channels at your disposal to, to get that message out there and reach your target audiences. So it's it's really about using the right channel to get to your different audiences. So depending on the industry you're in, you, you might use social more, you might use paid, you might use owned, you know you might use shared. And so We like to think about it almost as how many businesses might think about like a a portfolio optimization. We almost think about it as an optimization of your messaging on your channels. So every piece of content that you're creating, you want to optimize the dissemination of that across all your different channels to reach all of your different audiences effectively. And that's really at at the core of of what we think about when we develop an integrated communications campaign. It's using the, the right message across the right channel to get to the right audiences.
0: Part of this, I imagine, is also using the right tools. You're the chair of the technology council at vendor, which means that you get pitched by a lot of vendors, right? And you need to make procurement decisions on those vendors. What type of tech and what type of platforms are most interesting to you right now? Understanding that every client has a different type of need, but what's sort of rising to the top of like, that's super interesting and we need to be paying more and more attention to this.
1: Yeah, it's a really good question. You're absolutely right. We're getting emails, calls. Almost every day, with a different new new tool or technology out there, and and the the industry is moving quickly. You know, five plus years ago, the communication space there may not have been so much. There wasn't as there wasn't as much data out there, um, and now there's a ton more. And so that's that's given the opportunity for for many more you know tools and technologies to rise into into the space, which is which is great. What's top of mind for us is it's really what tool or technology is going to help us drive to insights and ultimately help us to deliver stronger, you know, more value and impact to our clients. So, Tools might have very different value propositions, but at the end of the day, it's really about, is this gonna help me drive to a better insight or be able to drive to impact more effectively uh, for my clients? And, and that's really what's, what's top of mind for us. And you, and you mentioned that the technology committee, you know, we do have a technology committee that is cross-disciplinary. So we have practitioners who are part of it. We have technologists who are part of it, finance individuals who are part of it, that actually meet on a monthly basis to continually evaluate new tools and technologies to ensure that we're being on the cutting edge, that we're thinking, you know, ahead of the curve of what what do our clients need? Is this tool or technology meeting those needs in an interesting or different way that, again, is ultimately going to be able to drive value for them in whatever challenge or opportunity is we're we're looking to solve?
0: get you out on this question. Do you have any guidance to clients or even other agencies on how to best determine the efficacy of a new technology? Glossing up a deck and saying that you have all these AI capabilities, like let's talk about web three in the metaverse. It's like, okay, that's not actually the same as executing a campaign for a fortune 100 client. Totally. Walk me through your process on this.
1: Definitely. And I actually think having a rigorous process is really important because given what we were just discussing so many different, you know, vendors are, are coming at you. you. You know, we have developed a, a approach to be able to effectively and efficiently evaluate the different tools. And, and we honestly, we very, we usually talk to, to most vendors that reach out to us because we're curious. Like we want to, like I said, we want to stay on the cutting edge. We want to make sure that we're driving the best impact for our clients and have a portfolio of tools staying as an industry market leader. So to that end, you know, the first thing I think is is always having kind of that business case for what this tool or technology is going to do for you. So going back to a little bit what I was saying before, you know, is this driving to a new insight you couldn't get to? Is it driving to more, um, you know, your efficiencies in your daily work that maybe you couldn't do without this tool or technology? You know, what's what's kind of the so what of this tool? Why is it providing value to, to you? And, and ultimately, again, to client that we're we're serving on a daily basis. And there might be some tools that are a little more consumer focused. There might be some tools that are more corporate focused and, and taking into those into mind that industry component as well. You know, similarly, but there's a little bit of a subset what's the use case? How, how would our team members use this tool in in a daily basis? How, again, how what what value is it going to provide to them? You know, I think there's an element too about is this tool relevant? right now is it is it an, is it a must-have now or is it more future looking and helping us develop capabilities and access to information that we might need tomorrow to reach our goals of tomorrow. So really having a sense of at what point in our workflow is this tool relevant. And then there's an implementation component, you know. What's the customer service going to be like? How easy is it going to be, uh, you know, the user interface going to be for our, our team members? And and how does it fit within our larger portfolio of tools? I mentioned, you know, we have a suite of tools and technologies we evaluate. We want to make sure when we're adding another another tool on, it, it makes sense within that portfolio. And the second thing I would say is really the operationalization of all of this. So I, I mentioned before, and you mentioned our technology committee. We meet on a regular basis. We meet monthly. Um, as I said, it is it is. A cross-functional team. So we've got practitioners from the corporate side of our business, the consumer side of our business. Actually, it, it's the leaders. It's, it's uh, our CEO who runs our B2B business, our co-founder and executive managing director who runs our consumer business. We've got our CTO there to have the technological perspective and, and potential implications. We've got our CFO there from a finance perspective. Our insights and analytics team is actually running the analysis. They're the ones that have done the research and put that business case together that is presented to, the, to this cross-functional team. And as, as part of that research, not only have they gotten demos from the tool or technology um, you know, from the vendor, they've most likely pulled in other individuals who would be using it back to that use case to get input from them. And 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 um, you know feedback from them, and all of that is essentially put together into an analysis that's presented and discussed during these monthly meetings, so that we're constantly you know evaluating different opportunities, and we might say, look, this doesn't make sense today, but but it but it makes sense tomorrow. We keep it on 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 the consideration set, and then the third thing I would say is the rollout plan. So if you do decide to take on a new new tool or technology, whether it's a new capability you've never had or maybe it's replacing an existing tool or technology really important to have a clear rollout plan and communications to that to those who are affected by it so you got 10 people who have or who 20 people or 100 people whatever it might be that are using something you want to make sure that they understand what this change means to them how it will help provide them better value on a, on a on a daily basis and just ensure that that transition or that rollout is as operationally as seamless as possible and again that's part of the reason we also have this cross functional team that is part of this, this technology committee for us.
0: Yeah, I, just on the other side of the desk as a technology vendor, know i I think the difference between selling into a client and selling into an agency is an important differentiation you need to be staffed a little bit differently to execute those two sometimes Mm -hmm. when you when you sell into a client right you're selling into what a vp of product product marketing cto cio and there's already like a place for this new technology to get adopted at an agency because of the nature of the account work my recommendation, if you're selling into agencies, is you better be staffed up on customer success. You better be leading with education. You better be prepared to have the same conversation, more or less, over and over and over again, because you're getting procured by the agency at a high level, yes, but the rollout and the implementation is happening by account group oftentimes. And those are just discrete conversations for one another. You got to be prepared to have those.
1: It, it's a great it's a great call out. And actually, I'm, I'm glad you said that, because one of the things that we actually do as part of our rollout is we actually have um, an ambassador council. Uh, we call it our IPA Insights Planning and Analytics Ambassador Council, where we do it once a year. It's actually about an eight month program where once a week, new members of our team join our analytics team to meet for 30 minutes to talk about all of our different tools. And we will often, when needed, bring in you know representative from a tool to be able to show a demo, answer specific questions, because what we want to make sure is that as much as it is to some degree account account by account, because there is some differentiation in accounts, we do want to ensure consistency and standardization and, and how we are using the tools across our accounts, because one of our value propositions as a firm is consistent service to our clients. And so part of that is ensuring that everyone knows how to use tools consistently. But, but absolutely agree, having strong customer service and ability to access someone at a tool or, you know, at a, at a vendor to answer questions is, is really critical. And then bringing them in for these educational sessions, like for us, these IPA ambassador councils, as well as, you know, one-off sessions as, as needed.
0: I'm joined today by Rebecca Bender. Rebecca is a Senior Managing Director at RF Bender. Thank you so much for all your time and your wisdom today. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Brian. It was was great to speak to you.